coronavirus. Facts, not fear. As we close out another week, a new order, this time for the entire state of North Carolina. Stay home by order of the governor. Good evening and thank you for joining us for Facts Not Fear. I'm Gerald Owens. And I'm Deborah Morgan. The statewide order takes effect on Monday. However, many county orders, including Wake, Durham and Orange, are now in effect. To sum it up, stay home. Today's other big headline, President Trump signed the $2.2 trillion relief bill. WRL's Mark Boyle is in the Live Center keeping an eye on the White House briefing happening right now. Mark? Still going on right now, Deborah. Right now, uh, Vice President Mike Pence is speaking, giving an update from the COVID-19 task force. When this all began this afternoon, the president announced a new tool people can use on their phones, their Apple devices. It's called the COVID-19 screening tool. You can go to your app store, just type in covid Dash 19, and you'll be brought to this screening tool. You can start here. You answer some questions about should you be tested or should you not? Here's the president talking about that now. This afternoon, Apple launched a new tool created in partnership with our task force, the CDC and FEMA. Any individual who is concerned that they might have the virus can now download the free COVID-19 app on their iPhone and answer a set of simple questions about their symptoms and risk factors. It's getting to be a very modernized system indeed. Now, this app is not going to take the place of medical professionals. This is the first question you'll see before you even get started with that screening, asking if you have chest pain, difficulty breathing, slurred speech, or difficulty waking up. And if you do, of course, call 911. Back to you. Thank you, Mark. Here is a look at the cases in North Carolina. 868 confirmed cases of COVID-19 right now. 10 new cases just added to Durham County. And we have three deaths across the state. The CDC now considers North Carolina a widespread transmission area, meaning some people who are positive don't know how they contracted it. A lot of you have questions for your local leaders. Today, Deborah, David, and I had the chance to take those concerns to three Triangle mayors in a virtual town hall. Thank you all so much for joining us today. This is in such an important conversation as we hold this town hall. We know each of you are presented with some unique challenges in your municipalities, but at the same time, you do have some similarities. You each have large universities as well as major medical systems. So Mayor Schul, let's start with you. As we talk about some of these unique challenges, tell us about what you're facing in Durham. Deborah, thank you, and thanks so much for having us today. It is an important conversation. And you mentioned the commonality between our, our challenges. And I just want to say I feel really grateful for Mayor Hemminger and Mayor Baldwin. They're amazing partners. I've been on the phone with both of them a lot. Uh, and so we are really trying to work together as a region to, uh, to solve this challenge. Uh, I'll just say briefly about Durham that our problems really mirror, our challenges and problems really mirror the challenges that the whole country is facing. Uh, we are fortunate in North Carolina that we are not at a place where some of the other states are yet. But our our, our uh, goal is not to get there. And that's why I think these stay at home, stay at home orders are so important. And uh, I've worked with the other mayors and, uh, and our local county commissioners to try to uh, you know, have come up with a common plan, and I think we've got some good things going, but it is going to take everybody's help. That's, that's the message I want to give everybody. If we all act together, then we can really change the course of this virus, but it's going to take everybody in the community to do it. 
Mayor Hemiger there in Chapel Hill, you've got obviously the University of North Carolina. You've got the UNC Health System headquartered there. Are the folks in the medical community talking with you, including yes. you in the conversations they're having at both the state and federal level? And what are they telling you that we necessarily have not yet heard? Well, thank you. I, I agree. I'm grateful that you're willing to have these conversations. We share people across the region. People live, work, and play in all three of our communities, um, especially our medical professionals. And UNC has been at the table with us when we're, we um, consult with them. We're getting medical advice from them. We're getting best practices. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone with the chancellor quite often. There's over a thousand UNC students left on campus because they don't have places to return to. They're either international students or they're foster kids or there's other circumstances. So we still have quite a number of students here in town as well. Um, so we're trying to put all those best practices. Um, the UNC has called out for some help on some things. We've called them for some help on some things, trying to get food to our um, children who are on free and reduced lunch and other families who are affected by this. We communicate via transit. We have a number of healthcare professionals that use our transit system to get to and from work. Um, and we are keeping that up and running. A reduced schedule, but we worked with them on what the schedule would look like. Um, and there's just a lot of, of, of conversations going on amongst all of us. And we all have wonderful healthcare um, community partners around here. And we're, we're trying to put those best practices. They were the ones really urging for the stay at home order saying how much um, science-based evidence there is that that is the most effective thing we can do besides washing our hands and staying home if you're sick. Please stay home. All right, thank you, Mayor Heminger. Uh, Mayor Baldwin, I have a question that regards a, a resident in Raleigh, but this could apply to all three cities. This woman says she always has problems getting her trash picked up. She has to call a manager, and even then it takes a while. And she's really concerned now during this uh, stay-at-home order that the services she depends on won't be there for her. Reassure this woman that the services that she has be, that she depends on in the city of Raleigh are going to be there for her, despite what's going on otherwise. So we have a very extensive plan in place, um, Gerald, to address all of these issues. We are set up at our emergency communication center. Um, and I want to tell that woman, if she has an issue with getting her trash picked up, please email me. I'll make sure that it, it gets taken care of. We are all here to serve. This is not easy, but I will tell you, our staff has been working so hard, just like uh, all the staffs throughout the triangle. And we have essential personnel, non-essential personnel. We have people working from home, but there's a plan in place and services will continue. Mayor Shul, you have had this stay-at-home order in effect longer than any of our other mayors on the panel here. What advice do you have for them when it comes to some of the issues and early challenges that you've seen? So you're right, Deborah. Um, there are a lot of challenges that come with it. And making a decision for a stay-at-home order is, is agonizing because it affects a lot of people's livelihoods. And my advice uh, to the other mayors and to uh, other uh, uh, folks that are having to deal with this is that you're going to be inundated with people who have, and I'm sure, I'm sure our, the mayors on the panel with me have already been inundated uh, by uh, concerns uh, from people who are uh, not sure if they fall under the order. Are they an essential business? Can they travel to go see grandma? If they have a job in another county, can they travel across the county to do that? Um, 
some people are writing me and saying they read the order and there's not social distancing at their job. What can they do about that? So I think being ready for being inundated, and understandably people are concerned and they, they, they know that the order is important and they really want to try to follow it, but they're concerned about exactly how to do it. And I think that that's what we all need to expect. I will say that our community has really rallied. I mean, yeah, you drive now, I, I, I uh, went to, uh, out on the tobacco trail today and I urge people to get outside and enjoy themselves and socially distance when you do it. But on my way to the tobacco trail, I drove there. The streets are very abandoned and that's good. Uh, we are really seeing that people are taking this seriously and they need to take it seriously if we are seriously going to be able to slow the spread of this virus. After the break, something you probably haven't thought about happening in your town. We asked the leaders about the trickle-down effect this is going to have and the hole it could leave in their budgets. We'll be right back. Life seems to be sort of frozen in the pipeline right now. I mean, we, we have something new to face us every day. But in the meantime, all three of you have had major projects on the books that you want to do for your respective cities that your councils have looked at, maybe already approved prior to your taking office, at least for Mayor Baldwin and Mayor Shule. Uh, how do you look at the future or is this a time to look at the future? Do we have to stay focused instead on what's exactly in front of us? Mayor Baldwin? Well, I think it's both. First off, we have to focus on the day-to-day. And as um, Mayor Shule mentioned earlier, this is changing by the hour. So we have to always be on it. We have to make sure that we're informed, um, constantly looking for data, um, which we've received. So it's short-term governance um, to deal with this crisis. But we also can't forget our vision for the future. Um, right now, we're just trying to figure out how we're going to hold our, um, a virtual city council meeting. So, you know, we're while we're trying to wrap our hands around what's happening day to day, we can't lose sight that there are things that we need to do. So five years from now, we are the cities that we want to be. And perfect example, you know, one of the things that um, we've been advocating for is a housing affordability bond. I fully expect that we will move forward on that. In fact, it will be more important than ever that we, we do that. Mayor Hemminger. So the same, I have the same answer, both focus on today, but also the long-term future. I just got off the phone with a major developer wanting to know if we were still moving forward. Um, we are determined to still move forward. Um, with these projects, he explained that the construction prices seem to be coming down and construction, outdoor construction, is not con is considered essential if it's in progress. Um, we want to keep as many workers safely distanced and still working as possible. The federal stimulus package has had a great effect on people thinking there are some ways to get through this financially. Um, there's just a lot going on. I will tell you the biggest thing that's facing us is again trying to have these council meetings virtually. But what does this do this to our budget planning? We don't have any. We have no way to predict what these. Um, circumstances are going to mean for the rest of our budget till July 1st, but for planning for next year's budget, all of our sales tax numbers are going to be dramatically different. Um, our parking revenues are dramatically different. Um, we still have expenses as we're doing those day-to-day -day operations for the community. 
Um, and it's just, we don't know even how to go about predicting what those numbers are going to be. So it's going to take a while, depending on how long this takes, it's also going to take a while to figure out what that means for our own town government budgets and economies. You know, Mayor Shule, uh, Deb and Gerald and I were all talking last night about, wow, this is going to impact sales tax revenues for cities and counties and, and the state. I hadn't thought about parking revenue, these different <laughs> revenue streams that are now just basically shut down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Our, um, our, another one is our buses are fare free now. Um, and yep. so, you know, there are many streams of revenue and as you may, I think, especially the sales tax that we're going to take an enormous sales tax hit, no question. And plus we have a lot of expenses, uh, David, that we weren't anticipating. For example, quarantining homeless people. Uh, we have people in our homeless shelter uh, and, and in a homeless shelter, you know that people are not living six feet apart uh, and we need to have social distancing. So we're gonna have to move a lot of residents uh, from urban ministries or homeless shelter into uh, a situation of where more people, everyone can be socially distanced. This is gonna be an expensive thing to do. Um, there are so many, we're feeding people. I mean, the, the, having to be fed now, seniors, uh, is just enormous. And a lot of that is a private effort, but the city's involved too. And so not only are we taking a hit on the revenue side, but we're taking a hit on the expense side. Right now, as my colleagues, uh, my mayoral colleagues have said, we're trying to get through this emergency situation. Uh, but we do have that big challenge ahead of us, and we still have a lot we, we, we're going to want to do. I want to talk about your budgets, and you mentioned this, that, of course, this is a dire situation. Uh, your budgets are going to be strained. Um, talk about the resources that you are getting from the state or you have requested from the state. Is it enough? And how will you prioritize the funds that you do get once this thing is over? We'll start with uh, Mayor Hemminger. I'm not sure that we've been asking for funding from the state just yet in, in large quantities. We've been asking for guidance um, on different things that are coming. Things have been evolving hourly, basically. Um, we were, we're thrilled about the small business loans. We've been, I know all of us have been on the phones with our chambers. We had a 400 business person Zoom meeting with our chamber, and they were giving instructions on how to fill out the forms, what was coming, how to take advantage. The county um, has used some of its economic development sales tax funding to put loans and, and grants out there for small businesses. We are investigating how we help with that too. Um, we're doing the same thing Mayor Schul said. We are feeding kids and trying to connect people and resources together. Um, we don't know even what to ask for at this point in time financially. Um, we're both all trying to just manage what's going on right now and then we're gonna know better in the next couple of weeks where we stand. These orders have come down. If you look at the pace of these different restrictions and orders and things we've had to initiate, um, and reducing our staff and working remotely and making sure that works. And I know that we're all working with our school systems to get up and running um, virtual learning next week as well. And not everybody has access to computer equipment. Um, there is something we're looking to the state to help them get these kids connected, um, especially those that don't have internet or computer equipment available. So there's, it's, it's moving too fast to know what to ask for financially right now, but we're hopeful. Mayor Shule. I think that uh, I agree with Mayor Hemminger. I think that she's uh, nailed it. I think that we're all really hopeful that these, the federal packages will help us. I think that is going to be the key. Uh, we have to have these, these federal stimulus packages have to include aid for the cities if we are going to be able to fill our budget holes 
and which are going to be very large. So I know we're fortunate uh, in our case, uh, Representative David Price is uh, the head of the, uh, the House Budget Committee that oversees housing and transportation, finance. And so I'm very confident that, especially, for example, on the homeless services work that we're doing to try to really help create quarantine situations and to uh, create social distancing for our homeless residents, that there'll be help for that in the federal federal legislation. So I'm very hopeful about that, uh, but we've got to have a package, a federal package that will really help the cities. What are you looking at as far as rental relief? Well, one of the issues that we're facing right now is um, families and um, individuals who live in hotels. And that is very prevalent on Capitol Boulevard and New Bern Avenue. At, at one point, the News and Observer did a very extensive article on that. We created a fund to help move people out of hotels. Now we're creating a fund to help them stay in hotels so they don't become homeless and overburdened. So that is our the most sense of urgency we have. Um, we are working with the state and in conversations. I was on the phone with them today talking about how we can um, work to move this forward. Mayor Shul? Yeah, I think that you've named a really big problem, Deborah. And uh, along with what Marianne was talking about in terms of small businesses, I think these are two of the most critical problems that we face. I'm a lot more confident that we will get, or I'm not confident, I'm a lot more optimistic that we'll get help around small business support. Uh, to help bring those businesses back than I am, but we'll get help in terms of rental uh, assistance. But we have to think about that. You're right. Uh, we're not there yet in terms of any kind of plan, but it's a huge issue. We have so many people who are out of work and can't pay their rent. And as you say, they're, they're, the evictions are on pause. Uh, but we're, we're also going to need landlords to forgive that month rent. We're going to need help to support those renters. And it's really going to be important. Mayor Hemminger? I agree with the same thing. Also, utility disconnects are also on pause. That's huge. Um, I have a feeling those are going to come back first as, as the economy picks back up and things go back. The utilities are going to have to figure out how to make those people whole as well. Um, we're looking at the same kinds of things. Interestingly enough, our rent cycle here goes on the university calendar. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects next year's as the cycles go either 1st of June or 1st of July or 1st of August and circle around because a lot of people are talking about just being able to take this month's rent and or either April or May and post it at the end of your cycle. That's not going to work here as well because of those cycles that we have. Um, I'm hopeful that the stimulus package that's coming to Americans in general is going to help with this as well. But again, these problems are, are new. This is uncharted territory for all of us, and we're going to have to find ways. I will say between the League of Municipalities the Metro Mayor's Network, talking with my colleagues, we're all facing these same things and best practices are shared with each other as we learn um, solutions to help with these things. So this won't be just an individual Chapel Hill or Raleigh or Durham, it's gonna be statewide or nationwide, but we're gonna all figure out best practices and be able to share that information. And they certainly will have plenty to share and talk about. Absolutely, after the break, the one thing each mayor wants their communities to know about their city's response. This is a WRAL News special presentation. Coronavirus. Facts, not fear. As we wrapped up our conversation, I asked each mayor for one big takeaway for residents in their community. Be kind, be smart, 
We're a caring and resilient community. If we work together, we have the best chance of saving lives and getting through this and coming out better on the other side. Mayor Shaw? This is our window right now. If we are serious about slowing the spread of the virus, we have a short window to do it. Or we will then, if we, if we don't take advantage of that, we'll see what's happening in New York or other countries. This is our window. And so everybody has to act together to stay socially distanced and to take all the measures that we know are important. Each of us can act so all of us are safe. Mayor Baldwin, you have the last word. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah. That's the key to all of this. Stay at home so we don't spread this. Um, be kind. Keep yeah. saying that over and over. Be compassionate. A big thank you to all of our mayors, not only yeah. for their time for this, but for their dedication and service as we try to get through this crisis. And what a very important message from all of them. Stay safe, be kind, and stay at home. We here at WREL are committed to spreading facts, not fear. That's why we continue to bring you these 7 o'clock specials, and we'll do it next week with in-depth reporting, interviews, and angles you won't see anywhere else. We also want to thank you for stepping up to help in a very big way. WRL is here to help campaign for local restaurants, raise $275,000. Thank you for that. That's just amazing to see how people responded. Our next newscast is at 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and 11 o'clock here on WRL. Have a great night and a safe weekend, everyone.